This is Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast hosted by Dr. Leslie Knudsen. We explore the familiar, but not often talked about, deep-rooted emotional experiences that successful females have when setting up their businesses, and we learn how they overcame them. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson, and I'm very happy to welcome to today's show, Ashley Reed. Welcome, Ashley, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Ashley. I'm excited to be here. For 18 years, Ashley Reed helped shape marketing initiatives for leading global brands, including Amazon, iHeartMedia, Audi, and the NBA. Although she built a successful career, she always felt like something was off. She left corporate and pursued her own inner work, leading to a powerful awakening experience. Now as an inner work teacher and guide, Ashley supports other high performers on their awakening journeys, helping them restore internal balance and freedom. Ashley, I wonder if you would share with our listeners a bit of your entrepreneurial journey, which began, it seems, from a long-term stance of questioning the norms. It did. It did. You know, it's funny. If I think back to even my early days in elementary school, I started a, a scrunchie business, which I think they're in style enough again now that people know, mm. <laughs> know what those are. But um, yeah, you know, I've always just felt like there was a different way to do things. And being in corporate America, that could be challenging at times. Uh, but I found for myself, I enjoyed my career in corporate, but I, it just didn't always fit. And so I started building some businesses on the side while I was there, including a real estate uh, investment and management business. And then I learned about cryptocurrency and became an investor in that space. And then I got my coaching certification and started working in high performance coaching. So while I was still in corporate, I was, you know, playing around in the entrepreneurial space and then became a full-time entrepreneur when I left in uh, 2020. Um, I think you also talked a little bit when, in our, when we spoke beforehand about um, it was a demanding schedule in corporate. And so there was something um, helpful about sort of being flexible and setting your own schedule as well. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think if you if you don't really feel like you fit that mold, the schedule can be even more challenging. And so I love being able to run and operate things in a way that fits myself and my true self and not just kind of a general structure that's supposed to work. So for me, that's been one of the huge benefits of entrepreneurship. The schedule and, and everything that you were tasked with or that I was tasked with in my corporate roles was so draining and, and, and challenging to really have that balance that I needed to stay healthy. So that's been a huge benefit of, of running and operating my own businesses. Tell us a bit about your business and how is it doing? It's doing great. You know, I think that's what's fun. It's always a little scary to take the jump. Um, the, the golden handcuffs are very real. So it's scary to leave corporate and that stability, but the business is going fantastic. I think what happens is when you move into a business that is really mission driven for you, that is something that's passion based, that's in flow with who you are, the, the universe kind of rewards that things start to fall into place. And so, um, yeah, the business is going extremely well. I'm very grateful. Great. After 18 years in a successful marketing corporate career, you decided to jump ship and start your own company. How did you handle the risk? 
Yeah, it was a tough one. You know, like I mentioned that that golden handcuffs piece in terms of stability is such a trigger point for the ego. And so the hardest part for me was I knew it felt right to leave and I had been building towards a moment to give myself stability to leave. So I had a lot of mental preparation time, but my ego still showed up and tried to play tricks on me. Um, my favorite was that it would it would play this mind game of, okay, if you leave, you're going to go back to eating ramen noodles, which is what I did back in my mm -hmm. college days and, and early 20s. And so what I found really important as a tool in those moments was to to create the truth that I could come back to. So when my ego was trying to show up and, and tell me these stories that I knew weren't true, but they were still so powerful because they were fear-based, I had this list of, okay, where am I financially? How long do I, how long can I go, excuse me, before I need to have additional income? What are the truths that I can anchor myself into? So having a list of those was really important to me to have facts and truths when the ego stories would show up. I knew where to come back to and how to reground myself. So that helped a lot with the risk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have more self-confidence now than you did previously or it's different? Um, you know, it's a funny one. I think I had different versions of self-confidence along the way. Um, in my career, I had become very confident because I spent 18 years learning everything. So there was almost this sort of ego confidence of I know what I'm doing because I've seen this, I've done this, I know how to do it the right way. So there's this confidence that comes with a, a gained knowledge and um, you know experiences that you develop. But then I think there's this inner confidence that I've shifted towards that I now have that has nothing to do with my ego or how much I've learned it just has to do with loving and knowing myself, knowing who I am, knowing what's right for me. And that's a very mm -hmm. different kind of internally focused confidence that I've experienced in the last couple of years. So I think I've had a version of confidence throughout mixed in with a lot of fear. Also, you know, the ego plays some fun back and forth games, but the type of confidence I've had, I've, I've had is definitely shifted. It also sounds like it's more about you than maybe about working for somebody else perfectly said. I think you become, it was almost like I was in character um, in some mm -hmm. of my roles. And that's not to say I wasn't showing up authentically. I was still myself, but you really do sort of put on this character hat or mask when you're in these big roles. And my confidence was built around performance and succeeding. And, you know, it, now exactly like you said, it's just this inner confidence about who I am, which I think is a lot more powerful. Mm hmm. Have you ever worried uh, that your business would fail? And if so, how did you overcome these days? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had mentioned this earlier. I think this was a big part of what helped me feel that confidence around the business was that it just felt right. It was very mission driven for me. Um, I work with other high performers now on their awakening and inner work journeys. And I'm, I'm so uh, passionate about it that it just felt like it was going to be successful. But then at the same time, you know, our ego shows up and, and tries to play those tricks on us. So similar versions to what I mentioned before in terms of facing the risks around leaving corporate, it's just anchoring yourself in your truth, you know? So when my head would show up and be like, you're not going to get any clients. Well, what have I done in the past? How have I been successful? What traits did I use in that? What characteristics about myself made me successful? Did those disappear all of a sudden? You know, no, they're still there. So why would I not be successful in this new venture? So I think there's this sort of theme with the ego of 
making sure you identify and really ground and anchor yourself in your truth so that when it shows up with these false truths to try to throw you off track, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, how do you know that you know what you're doing, what you're what you're supposed to be doing? Oh, it's this beautiful <laughs> feeling you can't describe, <laughs> which is so not helpful for everyone. Huh? Um, you know, I think there becomes, I think a great way to say it is there becomes this alignment that is just easy. Um, that word of inflow, which can sound a little woo woo, but it really is true. I think when when I was working in corporate. I literally could feel this duality between my true self and my ego. And mm -hmm. I may not have been able to name it at the time, but the impact of it was so real that I was feeling that conflict between the two every day. My ego was teaching me that doing, performing, and achieving was how I would get to the place of freedom I was craving. And my true self was reminding me, no, those aren't the ways to freedom. It's about refinding yourself. It's about finding what really matters to you and building from that place. And so you move away from this place of conflict and duality, and you just live in a place of alignment where things feel easier. You're working hard, but it's in flow. It's not against your values, against your true self. And so you feel this calmness and this place of alignment that I think is the best way to describe it. And it probably has a sense of freedom because you're not having to, um, I don't know if it's hide, but in any event, you're completely sort of just there with yourself as opposed to worrying about everybody else. Yeah, 100%. And I think anytime you, anytime you um, anchor yourself back into your true self and build from there, freedom is the byproduct. And it's absolutely amazing. A lot of times mm -hmm. we're chasing freedom externally, whether it's through success or money or, or whatever it might be, our ego will trick us into having these external goals of when we achieve this, we will be free. And when you just come back to who you are, you create awareness around all of those false stories and, and how the ego is showing up and creating control, you are free in that moment. So then if mm -hmm. you build a business from that place of your true self, from that place of freedom, that business also still keeps you in that zone of feeling and being free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You spoke how in lower school you once did not wear matching socks so that you did not fit in. <laughs> My mom's going to love that one. <laughs> why was fitting in not something comfortable? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't even know if I know the answer to that. And what I love is I, I love that I don't care what the answer is. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's, um, it's so fun to just, figure out who we are and not worry about whether that fits in or not. And I think at that young age, that's kind of where I was and what I was trying to do. So my way of figuring out what felt right to me was to go against the norms a little bit because I didn't understand why you had to wear matching socks. Like, why did that even make sense? Who created that? And so there was this beautiful curiosity and, and challenge mentality that was showing up kind of early that followed me um, throughout my life. But yeah, that, those moments are fun to look back on because you can see my true self poking through and challenging societal norms, even in a funny way, like not wearing matching socks. The underlying you know, driver of that is, well, why? That curiosity. Um, yeah, and I think that's very important to have. So part of it sounds like it's been on board since, since way back when. And mm -hmm. I wonder if, if 
um, where did it come from also in terms of your growing up and valuing independence and being authentic? Um, if there were some other reasons for why you would have felt that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see because, you know, you automatically kind of go to that nature versus nurture experience of where it came from. And I see um, I see the independent nature of my my parents, definitely um, in terms of them just being their own people and being very confident in, in who they are. And so I'm sure I learned from that. And then, you know, most likely had some nurture components from that. But then they also really um, did an amazing job doing what my mom called um, a parent's biggest role of giving their kids roots and wings. And so really giving me values, learning me to unconditionally, or excuse me, teaching me to unconditionally love myself, just really giving me these roots to be the person that um, I was and to be anchored in myself, but then giving me freedom to figure out, okay, who am I outside of that? You know, what's my personality? What are my likes and dislikes? And so I think the freedom that they gave me, this combination of, of stability and freedom, was it, it was instrumental in helping me feel like I could challenge norms. Right, you know, like I could making, making it okay. Myself. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you also mentioned that your dad really fostered a sense of exploration. He did, yeah. You know, he was a, um, he was a football coach in Division I football for 25 years and he always, he was just always working so hard with his players, not just on their physical performance, but also on their mental and emotional performance, you know, really playing with human potential from all angles. And so as a young child, it was really fun to watch that and to see that impact on human mm -hmm. potential. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I really admired his work and I think there's a big part of him in me um, from watching and from being his daughter. Do you feel like you fit in as an entrepreneur? And if so, why? I feel much more like I fit in as an entrepreneur, yes, than I did in the corporate world. Um, you know, before I did inner work, which in that space, you talk a lot about masks and characters. Before I had even done that work, I would tell myself in the morning, okay, it's time to put on your mask and go to work. Um, mm -hmm. And again, not from a lack of authenticity standpoint, but just from playing these really strong roles that I felt like I had to play. And I've never felt that since I became a full-time entrepreneur. You know, I, I build my business around my life, not my life around my business, which is so important to me and in line with my values in terms of, of what success is for me and, and how I want to spend my time. So yeah, I think it it's a fun question to reflect on because I don't think I've asked myself that question in that way? And the answer is definitely yes. I feel like I fit and I'm myself as an entrepreneur. And it's also true to entrepreneurs tend, tend not everyone, tends to be like mm -hmm. you, which is they uh, don't feel like they fit in a box. They want to be outside yeah. of a box. So of course, it would be a, a, a community that is like-minded for you. Yeah, very much so. I've had a lot of fun connecting with um, with other entrepreneurs and learning from them and vice versa. Yeah, it's just a fun community to be a part of. You shared that you had had a health crisis as a consequence of work stress. How did this impact how you saw yourself in the workplace and what impact, if any, it has had on you as an entrepreneur? Yeah, it had a, it had a big impact on me. So I, I had 
been working probably you know 60 to 80 hours a week given the week on um, the side businesses I was building and then still being in a global executive role with a demanding company like Amazon and one week before my last day at Amazon I got an extreme version of burnout that's called rhabdo and mm -hmm. I almost died um, mm -hmm. and it was a very powerful moment for me I think twofold it was powerful because I I had this gratitude that I didn't need that moment to wake up because I had already committed to all of the changes that I wanted to make so that my life was more aligned with my values and I was living in a way that made me happy. But then it also made me pause because I was still in my high performance place of, okay, I leave Amazon, I start my high performance coaching. You know, I was still much more in a running mode than I realized. And I was in the hospital for a week plus some healing time. And that healing time made me pause. And that's when I did my own inner work. And that's when I came to a lot of the realizations that drive my business now, not just the work with my clients, but building my business around my life, or my life around my business, like I mentioned earlier, making sure that my health is a priority, making sure that I'm slowing down to speed up. I think that's one of my favorite statements mm -hmm. because rest really is an action. If we're rested and we're moving slowly, our head and our consciousness have the space we need to perform. And so that experience really impacted how I move forward with my business and how I approach my life. So I'm very grateful for that forced pause, even though I wish it could have happened in you know, a different way. And do you think that you would have heard it as loudly as you did if it hadn't been a full-blown crisis? I think I would have at some point, but I don't know when, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, you know, my, my body had been yelling at me for a couple of years. I felt it and heard it, but I just kept saying, okay, like I'm so close to the finish line. I just got to get to the finish line, which for me at the time was leaving corporate. Um, so I was hearing the communication, but my ego was still strong enough that it could rationalize out of listening to it. And so if I didn't have that moment of space that allowed me to hear my true self so well and hear my intuition um, telling me to rest and do this different form of inner work. I don't know when that would have happened. I do believe it would have happened because my my intuition and true self were the reason that I was leaving corporate in the first place. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they were strong. And you knew my something. Ego... I'm sorry, go ahead. And something needed to change. Exactly. Yeah. So those that those pieces were there. Um, but man, my, my ego was Goliath. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Mm. I had just, mm. I had exercised that head muscle for so long. It was really powerful. So I'm not sure when that would have happened. Last question. Taking challenges seem important to you. How do you work through those moments that are exhausting and difficult and challenging? And, um, when you're running your own business and sort of reset, can you share with yes. our listeners a little bit about that? Definitely. It's a great question because we all run into it. Um, you know, and I think that the biggest thing for me now is I approach it so differently. This actually happened to me as recent as yesterday. I'm building a, a digital program for my work and I have these milestones I want to hit and I was working on it. And I had worked over the weekend and on work that I enjoy. So it's not usually energy draining, it's energy lifting, but I was tired yesterday afternoon and I hit this wall and my thought was, okay, let's keep going. Let's push through. And then I paused and I heard the other voice. 
and I rested. And because of that, I woke up organically at six o'clock this morning and I pounded through everything and more that I wanted to get done mm. yesterday and this morning. Yeah, that's, a great, so think, that's a great example. Yeah, I think there's a beautiful message in that, that again, we, we think if we keep pushing, we're going to run faster, jump higher, move, you know, move quicker. But there is this really beautiful truth to slowing down to speed up. Our body needs rest as its fuel. Our mind needs rest as its fuel. And so rather than trying to run on an empty tank and it taking longer to do things and it being more draining and difficult on our bodies, rest, regroup, and then do everything. You'll actually do it quicker, but in a healthy way. So that's mm -hmm. been huge for me to make sure I do those check-ins with myself so that I'm not overextending myself. That's super helpful. I appreciate that very much. And appreciate you coming on today. If our audience wants to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, the best place to find me is on my website, which is ashleyreed with two e's.com. And then they can also find me both on LinkedIn and Instagram at Ashley Reed Official. Great. Thank you so much, Ashley, for today. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.